since the beginning of the church. Since, since everything began, the world has, has, has been against it. There have been people who, who tried to spread false teachings. There, there, there are people who, who want to lead those people that trust God away from God. Paul called them hollow and deceptive. He warned Christians to be careful of what they believe to be true. And, and really, this, this is going to be a key point today. Stand firm on the simple truths of the gospel. Stand firm. You know, the, the world tries to water down the gospel, doesn't it? I mean, they, they try to change the words and they, they try to spread false truths alongside it. And, you know, if we're laying it out there like I like to do, a lot of Christian churches today are watering down the gospel. I, I pray that I don't, and I trust that should I preach a candy-coated gospel, you all will come up and say, Pastor, that was a little bit uh, sweet today. I, I need that because I don't ever want to get off the true message that Jesus saves, that Jesus died on the cross for me while I was still yet a sinner. We, we, we can have awareness of this going on, of the world and of churches. But I need, to, I need to be emphatic here. An awareness is not just what we need. It is that standing. It is that truth of the pure gospel of Jesus Christ. They're enticing. When you hear a false truth, you think, that's not too bad. Maybe, maybe I read that wrong. Maybe, maybe I didn't really understand what the Word was saying. Can I tell you that those enticing desires will not provide the abundant life that a life in Jesus Christ will provide? Amen. It is imperative that we get into a rhythm of standing firm on the Gospel message day after day after day. And I believe that's why God had me speak this morning. Before, before this, I, I believe that He wanted you all to know that He is still doing all that He did back then and He's still going to do it for whoever else. But He's got to have the message carried out. And, and this morning as, as I was praying, and I want you all to listen because most of us are, are, are a little bit past middle age. That does not give you an excuse not to go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I've got grandchildren that we pray for that I try to talk to that I'm not sure they understand. I've got a daughter whom I love. Two daughters and a son, actually, whom, whom we love that we're not sure they understand. In fact, one of them we know doesn't understand. But, but you see, that's why we have to live it more than preach it. Stand firm, not talk firm. Right. Words are hollow. Sure, there's a time to defend your faith, but going out and, and, and saying stuff that's not going to have any effect in the long term is not going to help anybody. Hmm. <laughs> Be bold. When you hear something that is deceptive or false, declare it. That's, that's a false teaching. That, that is a doctrine not of God. 
But you have to study the Bible to know what's not what's not true. You, you can't know it without reading it and studying it. Let me give you a couple of scriptures that I'll be using it today along with some others. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. There are evangelical pastors turning away from Christ today because they say, I can't believe a loving God would send someone to hell. They do not understand the, the, the uh, foundational principle of submission and faith. God will not send anyone to hell. We all, we all, I'm not, I'm not uh, um, Calvinistic. I believe we all can be saved. I believe everybody can be saved. If we call on the name of Jesus and trust in our hearts. Matthew 7, 24 through 27, Sermon on the Mount, it says, For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Is that right? Contest 24, maybe I'll go down the... Sorry about that church. I'm sorry, it's 24. Matthew 24, 24 through 27. Matthew 24. For false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. Oh, you know, he, he's out there. We need, to, we need to go. No. No, he says you'll know when he's coming. In this series of, of collision or colliding or whatever you want to call it, I believe that our, our faith is on a collision course with the culture around us. The world values uh, will not align with the values of our faith. They will not. I was reading something the other day about the, what's, what's being, uh, call it cancel culture, call it whatever you want to, simply because I won't refer to a man as she or her, then I am not in today's society. Thank you, Jesus. S simply because I, I don't bow down to to, to uh, uh, antagonism and anger. I'm not part of what changes the world. Thank you, Jesus. The values don't align. The priorities of the world do not align with the priorities of our faith. The kingdom of man is not seeking the same things as the kingdom of God. Therefore, we shouldn't be surprised when we experience the conflict and the tension that's coming. 
You should not be shocked by it. Instead, we should see the conflict and tension as confirmation that we are doing the right thing. When people come against you because you're standing up for Jesus Christ, you are doing the right thing. Back when I was semi-good shape, <laughs> when I could walk, sometimes we'd go into the mountains and, and do some hiking and stuff, or you know, maybe out at the river. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done any, but sometimes you're walking along a trail and it kind of gets a little slippery, a little bit of a fall off, and you maybe, oh, I don't know if this is a good stamp. Or if you've ever been in, in any of these Tennessee rivers, you know a lot of rocks are covered with moss. And the first step could be a doozy. Wintertime, stepping out onto the ice. I don't know if this is going to be a good step, but I'm going to take it. You see, these are dangerous adventures. You, you know that probably you shouldn't do it, but we do it anyhow, don't we? <laughs> mm. <laughs> a dangerous adventure is taking the wisdom of the world and not the wisdom of Christ. Because I can assure you that next step will not be on solid ground. I can assure you that there's a slippery slope that you'll be going down when you accept the world and, and reject Christ. The only solid principles on solid ground is the word of Jesus Christ and that foundation. Amen. Jesus is the one to trust. He is eternally consistent and His teachings of the Scripture are eternally true. Going back to Colossians 2.8. Paul warns us of the world's logic and values. He says, through hollow and deceptive philosophy. People want to reason with you as to why you can't have faith. They're blowing hot air in my direction. Because I walked for years without faith. And God didn't give up on me. Yeah. And now I'm here. And I know that I know that I know He saved me. He calls us to be firm on, on different values than what the world does. Well, it's okay to just tell a little white lie to cover yourself. No. It's not. It's okay to blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. If God says don't, don't. It's that simple. Whew. We can have full knowledge that knowing, even when we're standing firm on the promises of God, that there are going to be the attacks of values against us. The world will always be against the Lord. So, I hope you do. Sometimes I say something and I'm thinking, wow, that was stupid. That was really worldly. So how do we know when, when we're saying something that's worldly? or uh, when, How do we know when something we hear is godly? How, how do we know when, when we're being led astray or, or worse, being taken into captivity by worldly principles and teachings? Think about the rough patch on the trail or the slippery rock. 
you can always know that when the worldly teachings and worldly principles, you're never quite sure you're going to land on solid ground. You're never quite sure. The values are constantly shifting. Now, I'm not going to get into too much of a political battle today, but can I tell you that the highest paid employee of the federal government is a doctor who is supposedly an infectious disease specialist who is on my TV every day who has changed his mind 282 times in the last 12 days. Of course, that's an exaggeration, but when I don't, I, I, I don't know whether to get the shot. I don't know whether I'm immune. I don't know whether to wear uh, P92 or X29 or CB362 mask. I, I don't. I don't know whether whether I carry this strain or this strain. And the CDC changes as the wind blows. Pray to God, listen to God, and do what He tells you to do. Amen. I'm not going to tell you get it right now. I'm not going to tell you don't get it. I'm going to tell you God will speak to you. And then you'll be on the solid ground of the decision. Worldly values are always inconsistent. Always inconsistent. We've probably watched 30 minutes of the Olympics this year. I saw on the internet where an Olympic athlete was so happy that the uh, Olympics committees or whatever accepted it as a female because it was a he last year and he couldn't win anything in a weightlifting competition so now he, he it she is the favorite to win the weightlifting competition in the women's division that is an inconsistent value church that I mean it's an inconsistent value God listen I'll just tell you straight up you like it or don't hurt your feelings or, or whatever, I'm sorry. God has already decided there are two sexes. There's a man and there's a woman. There's a male and there's a female. It's decided. Done. The values are inconsistent. Well, let, me, let me give you a couple of, uh, of models of the kingdom man. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Which could be a good thing if your heart is given to Jesus Christ. Amen? But if it's not, it's deception. Oh, do whatever makes you happy, man. You'll be okay. And my favorite from years ago, it was even a song. If it feels good, do it. <laughs> can I tell you the good feelings can get you straight to hell? I mean, these, these thoughts sound good, like e easy, you know, happy-go-lucky, easy living, cruising through lifestyle, driving a 73 Eldorado convertible, the top down, Beach Boys playing on the radio. Mm. 
taking land to the beach. But the problem is they're not sound and, and they're really not life's principles. Have you ever thought about, how many of you seen the, the salt life on the back of a, a, a car or SUV or something that says salt life? Can you think about what if they were, the salt was the salt of Jesus Christ and the life was life eternal instead of having a big fish on the back of the car? Not a, not a, not a Christian fish. Not a Palm Beach. Maybe it should be salt and light. Their lifestyle is not consistent with the teachings of Jesus Christ. Our fellowship says abstinence in alcohol is the only way. There are literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of young Christians that drink in excess today because we have not stood firm on the principles of Jesus Christ. Just follow your heart. Really? Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Well, just follow your heart. <laughs> the world says follow your heart, but the Bible says the heart is wicked. Jesus said in Matthew 10.39, Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. The world says, do whatever you need to do to be happy. Jesus said, lose your life for Him. That, that doesn't mean go out and kill yourself right now. It means that you give up the worldly things, the things that, that, that are pleasing to your, to your senses possibly, to, to, your, to your lust and your desires. And, and that, will only, that happiness, let me just tell you the truth, that happiness will only last for a fleeting moment. Back in, the, back in the early 80s, I was happy when I was drinking and snorting and smoking. And then the next morning, I was not happy. Straight up. <laughs> Our kingdom, not God's kingdom. In His kingdom, we find, we find a deep and abiding joy. <laughs> the heart is consistent, always changing, failing, falling in and out of love. Oh, I love that. No, I love this. No, I love that. <laughs> I mean, all kinds of stuff. Lynn and I really started even further watching our words, and the only thing we love is, is our family, each other, and God. Now, don't get me wrong, as a, as a withering away little skinny man, I really enjoy a peanut buster parfait from Dairy Queen. I don't love it, but man, I enjoy it. Hot, hot fudge with Spanish peanuts and cold vanilla ice cream, one layer, then another layer, and then the topped with, oh my goodness. I know what I'm having for lunch. No. <laughs> Out of the mouth of two witnesses, Kirby and Lynn said no. <laughs> oh my goodness. Happiness is a moving target. Day to day, hour by hour, moment by moment. 
I mean, have you ever been walking along and feeling pretty good and just bam? It's like, oh, heck no. Uh-uh. As my Puerto Rican friend, uh, oh, I can't believe I can't remember her name. I love her. She goes to Cornerstone Church. And, uh-oh. She's the one who told me I'd be a pastor. She said, you're the next one to go from this church to be a pastor. Huh? Yeah. We were in choir. She was singing in the choir with us. And a visitor from South Florida, a pastor, was telling the story about his grandson. And, of course, you know, South Florida, there's a, there's a lot of Latino from Cuba, Puerto Rico. And she was Puerto Rican. And, uh, and she, it's Daisy's mom. I can't believe I can't think of her name. Um, Cookie Ray is her name. Cookie, Cookie Ray. And Cookie's sitting there and the guy says, my little grandson's playing t-ball and they're making him wear a helmet. He said the helmet makes his head look like about four sizes bigger than what it is. And he hits and starts running. He said he looks like one of those little bobble-headed chihuahuas in the back of a Puerto Rican car. <laughs> and Cookie goes, oh no, he did. And I'm thinking, okay, you know. And that, that's, you know, that's what we got to do. Oh no, you didn't. No, 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 no. No. I'm not worried about happiness. I want to be filled with the joy of the Lord. Because that's my strength. The start of Matthew 24 there says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, maybe the 724, that's why I have it confused, maybe... Uh, Again, Matthew 7. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. You know, there's scripture in the Old Testament that says, He who builds his house without the Lord labors in vain. Jesus is saying, Say this, listen and obey my teachings. So, what do we do? We want to build on a firm foundation, church. I can speak from personal experience because I've tried to build many things without Jesus and they all fall. The storm comes, the sand washes away, and what I've built falls. I built upon the worldly principles and morals. I built upon the shifting sands. So why, why are they so attractive to us? I mean, you know, there are things that are attractive to us that are not of God. And why do they sound so appealing? Well, they're seductive when they're presented to you. My lovely wife watches TV and I'll come home and she says, I want to try that new sandwich at Arby's. <laughs> Honey, did you know that Subway has a new... Did you know that... And she's drawn in by that seductiveness of the world. Of course, with her being the Holy Spirit in our house, I go and get a sandwich for her. <laughs> Enticing could be another way. Not seductive as in sexual. Enticingness. 
Either way, it doesn't matter how you, how you say it. Many things and words of the world try to give us and tell us to look around and, and find something very attractive and, and we want to see and hear and have that. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 4, verses 3 and 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. I told you all before, if you want your ears tickled, you're in the wrong church. I am not going to say, oh, uh-uh. No, 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 no. He said that sells it. I can't preach against the desire of God. Paul knew that people would spend their entire lives searching for a truth that lined up with their lifestyles. Isn't that today? Well, I, I just don't believe the Bible's for today. Well, why not? Are you stupid? Now remember, ignorant is the is, is not learned. Stupid is the inability to learn. <laughs> yeah. Can't be yes. Can't fix it either. People reject the truth of the Scripture because they, 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 it contradicts their lifestyle. Well, Brother Marty, if I, if, I, if I believe what you're preaching, how am I supposed to go to the sandbar this week and lay out and get drunk? Well, maybe you're not. Well, what, what am I supposed to do at the beach if I'm not getting drunk on margaritas? Maybe enjoy it with ice cold water. I, I want to change it so that, so that I don't have to live by it. I just want to take some of it out and let it kind of affect how I think and how I act. We as a church of God that submits ourselves to God are called to continually fill our, our ears and our minds and our hearts with the truth that we can only find in the Bible. It's only in the Scripture. It's not in the world. The Bible is full of practical life principles. They enable us to live an abundant life in Jesus Christ. John 10.10 10. For the thief comes not to... Comes, not only, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. One verse says, and have it to the full. I want a full life. I've got pretty close to a full life. I get to tell everybody I made about Jesus. I don't know if I told y'all. This guy came into the store, cut store, into the office the other day, and he was wanting to uh, have some parts made. He is a uh, promoter and does soundstage stuff. And he says, "I'm getting ready to go on a on a couple of city tour with Jelly Roll." Jelly Roll. He goes, "You know?" He said, "You know Jelly Roll?" I said, "You mean Jason DeFord Jelly Roll?" He goes, "Yes." I said, I knew Jason several years ago when he gave his life to Christ before he backslid. 
He goes, really? He said, you're a Christian? I said, yeah, without a doubt. I said, I've written him several times. He had to answer me. He goes, that's, that's what I needed. He said, because I'm, I'm a devout Christian. And I was looking for a way to go to Jelly Roll and talk to him about God. And I gave him the, the, the podcast thing for, for the sermons that I've started. And, and he, I said, well, you go here and listen to what I'm preaching. I said, he and I bonded well. Everybody wanted to call him Jelly Roll. But that was his rapper, drug dealing name. I called him Jason. You see, the world will give us a name. But we have to decide that that is not my name. My name is Child of God. Amen. Mm. You see, what happens is what, what Satan, what the devil can't fully destroy, he's going to try and distract. He, he wants to take us off. He'll try to steal your time and your treasure and your attention. That's why we must stand firm on the Word of God. That's why we must abide in Christ, John 15, 5. And that's not why we need to have daily time with the Lord. Through these times, through these studies, you will be able to say, that is not of God, that's worldly, and I will not align my thinking with that. You're not going to spend your energy pursuing values that don't align with God. Allow the Spirit to guide you during these times. It's critical that we talk to the Holy Spirit as I preached last week. It's important. It's not just enough to say no. Because no allows that temptation to keep coming in. We have to step away and say yes to the things of God. Yes to the things of God. Christ gave us the Holy Spirit to be a guide and a strength in this, in this endeavor. John 14, 17. He is the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him. For He lives with you and will be in you. Invite the Holy Spirit to lead you into all truth. Once you begin to follow His lead, things will change. Once you surrender your life, things will change. Instead of coming back to the world, we'll come back to the truth. A hmm. truth which can never be led astray. I remember uh, many years ago, my mom uh, was in the mid-stages of, of, of dementia, Alzheimer's. She had sundowners. Uh, she, was, she was in a bad way. We'd gone to visit her. She was in a, an assisted living and been acting up a little bit, getting a little bit mean because sundowners, she tended to get a little bit mean when it started getting evening. And we got there one day and she'd been cooking. She was going to boil some eggs. She put on the pot and forgot about them. When we got there, the whole pot had melted to the, to the burner. And then she got mean with a couple of the employees. They said, you know, it's time for her to go. So we had to take her to a psychological place. And yes, I, I was deceptive. I said, Mama, we've got to go check on some insurance at this place. And it was kind of deceptive, kind of not, because we had to be sure their insurance was going to pay for the next step that we were putting her in. We got there, and it's a hospital in Madison. There's a psychological hospital now. And the emergency room 
is made into interview rooms. And we're sitting there. And, and mom said, Marty, what the heck have you done to me? Because she didn't say hey. She said, you're a sorry SOB. If your daddy was here alive today, we'd disown you. You're pathetic. And then she sat there for a minute and goes, Marty, you're my baby, honey. You don't want to do this to me. All the different aspects were coming out. And I was tormented. For two hours, I sat in that room trying to get her to be admitted. I said, I've got to take a break. And I walked outside and I called my spiritual mentor at the time. And he, he, he prayed. And I want to tell y'all that when the slope looks the slipperiest, when the decisions are the hardest, if you'll take a second and pray, you'll get an answer. When he prayed, the Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. And that's where most of us stop. But you've got to read the rest of it. But with temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. I went outside. He prayed for me. I thank God for, for remembering Scripture. And I went back in and the doctor who was interviewing mom said, she thinks you've left. Just sign the papers. Because I had power of attorney. I could have done it with or without her permission. But I didn't want her worse off. God made a way of escape. I, I, was, I was overtaken with, with her, with desire to, to please my aging mother. I was, I was overtaken with emotions of all the errors that I had made in life up to that point. I, I was overtaken with doubt of who I really am. But then God said, I will give you a way of escape. And in that moment, he provided. It takes devotion and effort to learn to walk in step with the Spirit as you follow the teachings of Scriptures. You have to be devoted to that. There will always be temptations to pull you off the path and go adventuring through the rough patches. Remember, those temptations are always temporary. Much like the rewards they promise. They will not be eternal. Some of you, I'm sure, know the old, the old saying that uh, um, sin takes you further than you want to go, keeps you longer than you want to stay, and costs you more than you want to pay. There's a lot of truth in that one, guys. A lot of truth. Abundant life is the found in the kingdom of God only. And the Holy Spirit is given as a gift to help lead us and guide us along the way. The world is trying to draw you into values that are inconsistent, seductive, and destructive. Today, as, as I start this new series, I, I believe that the Holy Spirit has moved amongst us. He's brought the truth. And we have it to stand on. The first step is call out those things that you know are not of God. The false truth and principles that have been ingrained in you. 
I gave those examples earlier. Follow your heart. Do whatever makes you happy. You're an army of one. Who's there to help you when you fall? You can become anything you set your mind to. I don't know why I'm not playing in the NBA today. Other than five foot nine. The, the world, the world tells you all this. The next step is saying, no, that's enticing, but that's not what God says. Doesn't do any good to, to, to pretend that things don't entice you. But it is important to avoid those, those pervasive false teachings. We need to trust in the Spirit and, and, and allow Him to lead and guide us through the truth. So here's the questions of the day. Will you choose to stand today and every day going forward? Will you choose to trust the leading of the Holy Spirit and will you make a daily commitment to Scripture? God, today I surrender my heart to Your Word. Word says... Go forth and compel. Out. Today, let's start something new. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your presence in this tabernacle today. And we thank you, Lord, that, that your Holy Spirit has moved amongst us. Holy Spirit, we, we, we do thank you. We know who you are. We know that you are God. And we bless you. Father, as we go forth, help us to always remember, bring to our remembrance, Holy Spirit, that the things that have been spoken, that we may be true, true shepherds of people, leading them back to the safe space. Father, there is, there is no safe space in the world, no matter what anybody tries to create, no matter what anybody says. For you are a strong tower. And the righteous run to you and are saved. And you alone are we saved. Have your way in us today, Father. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, amen. Thanks for being here, guys.